Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Reggie Mara. Reggie is the author of four volumes of poetry and also four nonfiction titles. His most recent book is titled Enough with the Talking Points, Doing More Good Than Harm in Conversation. That was released in June of 2020. You can check that out at reggimara.com. That's his website. So make sure you go there, grab a copy of his book, connect with him across social media as you can in the show notes, and go back and listen to the last episode. If you missed the last conversation Reggie and I had, we talked about reading, we talked about poetry, we talked about books and note-taking and retaining the information you read, all of that good stuff. So go back, check that out. We'll still be here when you get back with round two. Reggie, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you, Mario. It's good to be back. I enjoyed our first uh, go round. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I love talking about you know those little things that creep up. That's like, do you use a highlighter or a pen when you're taking notes, and do you actually write notes or do you underline? So like those things are they they sound small and insignificant, but they're really important because you know reading is something that you you know if you do it consistently, you're over time you put a considerable amount of time and effort into. It would be nice to be able to retain and utilize what you're learning or what you're taking from that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So and that, I mean, then, so being a slow reader and taking notes uh, and highlighting helps me do that for sure. Yeah. And I just had a conversation with someone yesterday. I was talking about, you know, cause I'm taking some college classes, you know, as I do this, and I was like, I don't feel like the work is too difficult. I actually enjoy doing it. I just feel like I should be faster. I feel like I'm not doing it fast enough. And it's just because I'm very meticulous about details and I'm writing things down and all those things. So that's why the whole highlighter underlining type of thing comes up is because how do I make the process more efficient without taking away the effectiveness? And I think that's a question that we should be asking in all sorts of different areas of our lives. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, you just, that, that's, as you were saying that I was thinking, I was going to say, so if you were my client and I were coaching you on that, I might ask you the following question, but you just answered it. So it's that balance between, is this serving me, you know, taking this much time to do it? Um, and my sense that um, I'm, I'm, it's too slow. I'm going too slowly. Um, my, my question would be, well, compared with whom or what? So is, is, is your process serving you? Is it effective? Are you getting what you're paying for in terms of education? And if it is, good for you. You don't, you don't need to contrast it with somebody else's speed of, edu- of learning, I don't think. Yeah, and I don't think, I'm not really comparing it with anyone else because it's, it's all online learning. So, yeah. I mean, aside from talking about the material, we yeah. don't really talk about like the process, but I'm just looking at myself going, I started at this time, 
I got it completed at this time. For me, I think that I could be able to shave some time off of that. I should be able to get the same amount of information in a shorter window of time, which would open me up to do more of other things, do more other things. That's just where my mind, where I come from. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. So so in any case, what I really want to talk to you about before we get off on another tangent, which I love our tangents, by the way, so I'm not upset by that, but I want to talk about learning how to do more good than harm in conversation because it's part of your recent book. It's a big part of your recent book. And it's something I'm super passionate about as well. I love having conversations with people. And it's, I've always been under, you know, under the guise that let's just use sales, for example, because it's an example everyone can relate to. Sales done right is a really sexy process. It helps people. It connects people. It creates relationships. It does good things. Sales done wrong alienates people. It makes people angry. It could be a similar conversation done in a ve- just a minutely different way with intentions and outcomes that are just different, but you get two completely opposite results. And that can affect the way you view that type of process for the foreseeable future, depending on what kind of experience you had in that. So that's just one example, but I love that topic and I'm going to open up the floor and let you ta- speak to it because I think it's something that a lot of us need to be more cognizant of. Yeah, great. And I, I, thank you for that, Mario. And I, and I love that you use sales as an example since I have, because I have no real, you know, I'm not a salesman. Um, and I don't like when I feel someone is trying to sell me um, something that I don't really want or need that, that I can get a little bit ir- irritable. But so I'm going to take what you said about sales done right and sales done wrong. And I'm going to just substitute two other words in there just to, as a starting point. So the two things I've done in my life, which have been educate, you know, I've been a teacher and a basketball coach um, and in coaching, um, among other things. And teaching done right <laughs> is a really good thing. Teaching done wrong, not so good. Coaching done right, and so, and but by right or wrong, you know, we're not stepping back and taking some, you know, some biblical perspective on any of this, but rather just, uh, you know, f- for me, a conversation, whether it's sales, coaching, or teaching, or any any other reason to have a conversation, um, a conversation entered into, and I'm going to speak in the first person. If I, if I enter my, the conversation with a sense of curiosity with a sense of a desire to learn, with a sense of making a connection, of, of perhaps um, getting some clarity on something. That's a whole different approach than entering into a conversation with the intention of labeling, persuading, disproving, or insulting. Just, just to use several examples. And what I realized as I was working on this book, and it, it wasn't the reason I worked on it, but I realized that I was in conversation my entire life, standing in front of a classroom, screaming at guys in a basketball court. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really scream that much. Yes, I did. Um, or having one-on-one conversations with coaching clients or coaching prospects even. Um, but the real trigger for me to put that book into print, and I'll take a pause after I say this, um, was what I've seen happen um, in the public sphere, politically and with the media, and across the board. I'm not going to pigeonhole one media versus the other. And the inability of people with opposing viewpoints, the apparent inability of people with opposing viewpoints to have what I would describe as civil, open, respectful conversations. Not that there aren't any, but they seem to be few and far between. 
So the subtitle, which you referred to, doing more good than harm in conversation, is kind of a low bar. You know, I didn't say having the greatest possible conversation because we need, I think we need a, we need a low bar, a baby step to move us out of this kind of, this kind of, I would say horrible labeling, generalizing, insulting approach to disagreement um, publicly. So that, that's where that came from. I, I love that, and I love how you explain. Because at the time of this recording, we're just we're very close to the upcoming presidential election, and we don't talk politics on this show. I don't want to get into politics on the show. There's no, I, you know, who you're going to vote for. Go vote for that person, and that's that's what you can do. That's your civic duty. However, what I will say is, I saw a meme the other day as I was scrolling through my feed, my social feed, and it caught my attention. And basically, what it said was, "I'm not concerned with who you vote for." as nearly as much as I'm concerned with how you treat the other people who vote differently than you. And yeah. I thought that was very insightful. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it. And, and for a variety of reasons, which we don't have time to get into, not that I understand them completely or perfectly myself, but we have this really, this is almost a cliche to even say it, but I'll say it. There's really polarized, um, society now where whether it's fear-based or anger-based or whatever that i think it's a lot of that where people seem unable or unwilling to really sit down and disagree in a civil respectful open-minded way um and it's you know it's, it's frightening because what uh, what serves any culture you know across you know go Drop down in any country, any landmass on the planet, and if there's alien life, go to some other planet. Um, what what serves us as human beings, more specifically, is connection. I mean, we're hardwired for connection, and the conversation. There's a great quote from poet David David White, um, um, and I'll just get to the quote, and not from so much where it came from. He says, "The conversation is the relationship." So whether it's with your spouse, your kids, your parents, your colleagues, your political opponent, to the extent we as humans are in relationship is the extent to which we're in conversation. Because otherwise, what, what else is it? Right? I, I agree yeah. 110%. And let's take it a step further. Let's talk a little philosophically, because I know you're a philosophy guy. And I know that when you read like ancient philosophy, like I'm talking you know, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, those guys – their 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 whole logic based way of thinking revolved around when they wrote things they wrote dialogues right there was a lot of dialogues using different characters and there was conversations but they didn't really usually call them conversations sometimes discussions but they often called them arguments yeah. and arguments i think in today's world when someone thinks of an argument they think of anger two people having opposing forces trying to impose their will on the other to be right. It's about being right. But when you look at it philosophically, it's not about being right. It's about learning. It's about uncovering something. It's about discovering either the origin of something or discovering you know, where something's going or learning more about something. And so the argument is a dialogue between two people to come to a conclusion, a true conclusion, a conclusion of truth which I don't think happens anymore. And I think if we could go back and kind of pick that up to say, you know, just because we disagree or argue doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but let's come to a conclusion that leads us to some form of truth. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and and so what I heard underlying what you said, and correct me if I if this is, if this is off, is uh, you, you're really talking about the intention 
with which we enter into a conversation. And so to, you know, let's use that word argument. I'm glad you used that. So we can, you know, in the classical sense, we can have that argument, that that dialectic, that, that you know, that dialogue where, you know, you have a point, I have a point, and we're each learning from the other with the intention of getting to, if the conversation is such that there is a truth to be found, and not every conversation fits that, that uh, description, but if there is that, then we're in this together, in this dialogue, you know, quote unquote, arguing um, our respective points for our mutual benefit to get to this, you know, let's say capital T truth in the cases where that's applicable. Um, you know, there are places where there's just difference of opinion and we don't have to get to a final truth, but we can honor. I mean, the, to that point, I think one of the, the most important characteristics for any adult in the 21st century to have is the ability to seek and hold multiple perspectives and to be able to hold paradox, to be able to say this is true and this is true. And I can see both of those, even though they're they contrast each other because there are certain things that are that are controversial or um, seemingly at odds that seem to contradict each other, and they're true. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the world isn't always black and white, and there are, there are probably there are certain things I would argue that are kind of black and white. Mm-hmm. Right, you shouldn't hit people with bats. Is, you know, <laughs> I probably, yeah, just as just a stupid example. I don't know what that, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't hit people. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah, there's probably a couple of exceptions. <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree with that. And you know, I think the other thing is there's a fine line though, Ray, as with many things, like with what we're talking about here. I think that we're in a culture of acceptance in today's world, and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. I think that we should love everyone. We should all love each other as human beings. We should all want the best for each other. But if someone is in a behavior that's destructive or saying things or doing things that aren't for the common good, we shouldn't stand and accept that just for acceptance sake. We should say, hey, look, we might want to reevaluate this. Hey, maybe this isn't the best approach. And I think that there's that fine line of you know, loving each other, being there, and, and letting each other be heard, and knowing that there can be, like you said, two truths for a lot of things, but at the same time, not accepting something for acceptance sake that isn't for the for the greater good. Yeah, and great. And I agree and, and that comes back to so what then is the standard or the, what are the standards um, for the people who are involved in this, you know, whatever the conversation happens to be. So, you know, we're not going to I'm going to avoid politics, but just as a general statement, there is this you know, document that's not quite 300 years old in this country, you know, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the subsequent amendments, which are part of it, which is, the, you know, the underlying standard for much of what we do. Um, uh, it's the founders were pretty clear that they knew that they didn't have it perfect because they recognized that they weren't perfect. So they allowed it to be amended because they under, I mean, their, their training was in fact Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, and and you know more recent writers and philosophers in their own lives, but they didn't they didn't have as much stuff to dig through as we do now. Um, there weren't as many as as many books. But God for you know God, you know forgive uh, you know forgive us that or or you know you know uh, 
blogs and and even you and me right now podcasts they didn't yeah. have much to get information to get through um but they were clear on that so here are some standards that we think are important for this new country mm-hmm. yeah so I, yeah and they knew that that's a that's a good point because i remember you know there's that famous quote from ben franklin after they ratified the constitution and he was outside and the lady asked him well mr franklin what did you give us and he said a republic madam if you can keep it yeah, they they knew that there was a lot, and some of the things that are in there are quite brilliant, like foreseeing of the future, and some of the things needed to be amended, as you can see with the amendments. So, I mean, it's a living, breathing, organic document that you know I think is serving us well if we can agree on it and continue to move it forward with progress. Yeah, and that's I mean, but and that in fact is the. That's the work of the, you know, not yeah. quite 300 years of this country of that back and forth of how do we interpret v- various key aspects of it and to whom does it apply? I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's the easy thing to point to is one of the things that wasn't so great is that, you know, people, uh, you know, African slaves were considered three-fifths of a human being for tax purposes. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's how it was written. And that was, you know, of uh, you know what we now know as a real you know invincible ignorance of the time of the culture um you know but and i think that would be one of the things that everyone could agree on needs to be it needed to be amended and changed yeah i would hope so yeah. yeah but uh yeah and that's where conversation comes in handy right when you have something like that and what we talked about with being able to argue effectively yeah. meaning not argue that you have to because if someone comes into the argument with that one example that you brought up and they're not willing to to change and they just want to, it's not going to be an effective argument because we want to get to that's one of the things where you can get to that truth and so you want to ask questions back and forth you want to have an open dialogue and then you want to come to that conclusion of what's best for the greater good yeah yeah so well thank you so much reggie this has been a fantastic conversation so you really practice what you preach my friend i will say that and uh it's been so great talking to you reggimara.com is where people can go to grab a copy of your book enough with the talking points doing more good than harm in conversation i highly recommend everyone check that out and also connect with you across social media reggie thank you so much let's do this again soon my friend Mario, thank you very much i've enjoyed this Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.